Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. I'm glad you're tuning in today. Got a great episode, some passion and compassion. Lots of love in this message. Stay tuned, folks. This one's going to be good. Okay, hey, thanks for tuning in, folks, to the next episode. Today, I'm going to be reading Psalm 139. I was doing a Bible study and had to read a couple verses out of 139, and I continued on reading this psalm by David, and I could feel my heart breaking as well as my heart welling up, my spirit welling up. There's some joy. There's some love. There's some peace. There's some facts. There's some heartbreak in this message, but it's dealing with what we need to deal with in today's day and age. It shows how God loves us so much. It shows how God is with us. And it also shows the heart that David had and that same heart that we can have and the love that God has for us. And I'm also going to be using a couple different passages out of this Bible as well. I'm going to be doing some different verses, but today I am using the Life Application Study Bible, uh, New Living Translation, and uh, Great Study Bible. As you guys know, Caleb Daigle has done podcasts with me in the past, and he has the smaller, compact version of this Bible. And I really enjoyed reading and uh, studying with him with it. Sorry about that extra noise. So I definitely wanted to get that version so I could use that as well in my studies. So I'm going to jump right to it. First of all, as always, I hope you all are doing fantastic. If you're not, let me know. Send me a private message. Uh, Comment in the comment section. Same thing. I've been talking to some different people recently about studying, about getting that fire back in you for the Lord. It's all about taking time out for him, get some worship music going, get around some trusted brothers and sisters in Christ. And even if you're home alone, put on some worship music, take some time out for him, turn off all the noise and focus on the Lord. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in. Once again, New Living Translation. I've got a lot of verses to go through. It also has a great study section. It is a study Bible, so it has a great portion of the scripture that's being studied as well. It's broken down by different people, and there's some good study material in this one that I'm going to be reading part of that as well because I really want to share this. This is for me, but it's also for you. And I know there's some of you out there that are going to feel what I feel as I read this. I started reading it and studying it and preparing. And all of a sudden, I was on one of those. You end up going on a trail. Oh, I better check this scripture. I better look at that one. I better look at this one. I better bring to the table whatever I can to help you, the listener, you, the watcher, get into the word of God the same way that I want to get into it. So I'm going to jump right in, folks. Okay. Keep your heart opened as I'm reading this and uh, just listen to what the word of God has to say. So Psalms 139, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. That's powerful. Just the opening statement tells you a lot about the Lord. You know, when I sit down or stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. 
You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. And I'm going to stop right there because I want to read the passage down here. So I'm going to be using some of the actual study material because I want to read what they have to say because it's powerful. So just in that portion that I read, you see how beautiful that is talking about the Lord and his love for us. And it's just words can't describe. So in this passage, it says, sometimes we don't let people get to know us completely because we are afraid they will discover something about us that they won't like. But God already knows everything about us, even the number of hairs on our heads. And still he accepts and loves us. His total awareness of us, therefore, should comfort us because he stays with us through every situation and in every trial, protecting, loving, and guiding us, and knowing and loving us completely. Man, that's good stuff. I mean, just that you want to just take, just wrap your arms around yourself real quick. Do this little exercise for me. I don't care who was around, if you look crazy or not hug yourself and picture that being the Lord wrapping his loving arms around you, that loving father wrapping his arms around you completely and loving you, man, that's powerful. So I'm going to continue on. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day, darkness as light are the same to you. Man. So that portion, I'm going to go ahead and read down here, continuing on. It says, God is omnipresent, which means he is present everywhere. He can be in more than one place because of the Holy Spirit. So he is everywhere, omnipresent. Because of this, you can never escape from his spirit. This is the good news to those who know and love God, because no matter what we do or where we go, we can never be far from God's guiding and comforting presence. So I'm going to go ahead and turn to uh, Romans. They had a link here, Romans 8, 35 through 39. And I'm going to touch on a couple things because it's really important. So Romans 35 through 39 says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. But it continues on. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. 
no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Is that powerful or what? And that's out of Romans. So when I read that, I thought, you know what? We better make sure we make this clear. Let's back it up with some more scripture. Because one of the things that the study guide writers wrote in here was, which is very important. I want to make sure you hear this part. It says, this is the good news to those who know and love God. So this passages I'm reading, just like in Romans, it's good news for those who know and love the Lord. And I've taught this before in episodes before, but I'm going to share it again because this is very important. So we're going to flip over because it's very important talking about loving the Lord. Of course, you have to ask Jesus Christ in your life in the first place. You know, these passages of scripture aren't just for anybody. You have to have Jesus Christ in your life. And as I've mentioned before, and I'll keep on mentioning it, if you do not have Jesus Christ in your life as your Savior and Lord, check out episode 82. I do a full message on the message of salvation, and it's really important. Now is the time, folks, in this day and age, you have to have Christ in your life. It's time. It's time. You see the way the world's going. Things are changing quickly right before our eyes. There's just so much going on. So I turned next to John 14, 15, because this is an important piece of scripture right here. It says, and Jesus is saying this. And so we're talking about loving God, loving Jesus. If you love me, obey my commandments. That's the words out of Jesus's mouth. So if you love him, then we need to obey, obey his commandments. What's, what's, what's his commandments, you might ask? Well, here we go. Matthew 22, verses 37 through 38. So the Pharisees are questioning Jesus, as always. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul and all your mind. And then he continues on. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So those two very important commandments when we're talking about, do we love the Lord? You know, when we're reading these passages and it said, this is good news for those who love the Lord. Okay, so we'll continue on. So we're still back to Psalms 139, and now we're to some heartbreaking verses. When I read this passage, it broke my heart because I thought of the unborn child. So verse 13, Psalms 139, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Mm, every day of my life. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And when I read that passage of scripture, I couldn't help but think of abortion. 
and it broke my heart. And, uh, you know, you think about all the unborn children, millions. In fact, I've got it right here. As of today, and the numbers are still growing, as of today, since 1973, in the court case of Roe versus Wade, 62 million babies have been aborted. 62 million. And so I wanted to put that in perspective because I thought 62 million, my gosh, how could I explain that better? So I looked up the population of the top 100 countries. And it's scary because the 23rd country, so the country on the list at number 23 is Italy. And they have a population of, as of today, 62,246,672. So the almost the entire population of Italy is equivalent to the amount of babies that have been aborted since 1973. It's awful. Those babies' lives matter. Okay? I don't know what else to say. It's heartbreaking. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to be connecting with the local uh, pregnancy care clinic and, and getting educated. Coach Dave, he came up and spoke. And uh, while he was here, I had a good chance to talk to his wife. And his wife told me, she said, Christians need to go and visit an abortion clinic. And you will pick up in your spirit. You'll just pick up in your spirit the hurt, the suffering. It, it's terrible, folks. You know, and God always forgives. There's room for forgiveness. If you're listening to my podcast right now and you've had an abortion, there's room for forgiveness. There's always room for forgiveness. But at the same time, if you're thinking about having an abortion, I'm pleading for you right now to allow your child to live. There's millions of people out in this world that would love to raise a child and who can't have a baby. And so if you're considering having an abortion, don't. Don't listen to people telling you you'll be better off. Don't listen to people telling you that your child's going to be raised in a poor environment and all this other garbage. Remember something. If you're listening to my voice, if you're watching this video, somebody gave you a chance to live your life. Think about your entire life and everything you've gone through, every, every life you've touched, everything you've learned, all the relationships you've built. Someone, your parents, gave you the opportunity to have a life, to get an education, to make a difference in your community, to help this one out, to help that one out. You had a chance, 62 million folks, like people have said in the past, that's inventors, doctors, that's ministers, that's people who could have invented the cure for cancer. It's all kinds of people. You just don't know where they would have been, how they would have grown to be someone amazing. They were never given the chance. But yet it's overlooked because we're desensitized, right? We see this stuff going on all the time in songs, in movies, in TV shows. We see all this craziness going on and we're so used to it all happening that it's no big deal.
But when you read that love passage right there about God creating, being there when we were in the womb, you know, as our bodies were being formed and growing in the womb, the life, the chance we had, the chance we have to be who we are. Mom and dad gave me a chance to be who I am, to be able to share the news of Jesus Christ to you all. They gave me a chance at life. We can't take it for granted. Pray for the unborn child. Very important, folks. They're dying daily. Daily. When I was on the website, you want to get a wake-up call, go to abortion live status, and it will literally show you counters going of babies being aborted. So however long you're on the page for it, they'll even tell you during your time while you were on this page, that's how many children were aborted. It's heartbreaking. I went to one page, looked real quick to get some things done, and the next thing you know, it told me 11 children had passed in that little bit of time. 11 children had been killed, murdered. So there's my heart. And, uh, you know, it's God's heart. You know he doesn't want children aborted. Give them a chance to live. People are out there proud that they've aborted their children, but yet they're standing there breathing in fresh air, and they've got the opportunity to live. Don't hate them. You have to love them, especially if you're a Christian. Don't lash out at them. Pray for them. So I'll continue on. So that was the passage right there, that passage of Scripture 13 through 16 was very powerful. In fact, what it says in the commentary section is, David would be shocked at how easily the unborn are destroyed today. Millions of abortions occur every year, and political and social acceptance may numb believers to this ongoing reality. Here David shows God's love for the unborn and their mothers and fathers. Pray and work for the protection of these lives. While every life is precious to God, unborn children warrant special care because they are the least of these, like in Matthew 25:40. The most vulnerable who do not yet have a voice and cannot defend or take care of themselves. Okay, so I'll continue on. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand, and when I wake up, you are still with me. Oh God, if you would only, and this is where David, before I read this part, now this is where David talks about the enemies of God and everything he's going through. And these thoughts, yes, Christians have as well, not to this point of anyone being killed, but you get angry in the spirit for the Lord. You get angry when you see children being aborted. You get angry when you see murder of every color. It doesn't make a difference. You get angry when you see the enemy doing his will and people not realizing what he's doing. And so David's talking about this right now. So let me continue reading um, at verse 19. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked, get out of my life, you murderers. The blaspheme you. They blaspheme you. 
Your enemies misuse your name. O Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who despise you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. So I want to read the passage here because right then all of a sudden people will think, oh my gosh, we're not supposed to hate. Steve, you just read about we're supposed to love our neighbor. Yes, he's speaking out of anger. But as I continue on, you'll see more that his heart, his spirit man needs to be searched. But in that portion right then and there, here's what it says. David's hatred for his enemies came from his zeal for God. David regarded God's enemies as his enemies. So his hatred was a desire for God's righteous justice and not for personal vengeance. Is it all right to be angry at people who hate God? Yes, but we must remember that it is God who will deal with them, not us. If we truly love God, then we will be deeply hurt if someone hates him. David asked God to search his heart and mind and point out any wrong motives that may have been behind his strong words. But while we seek justice against evil, we must also pray that God's enemies will turn to him before he judges them. So very important. So you don't say, I hate those people because they're not like us. I hate that person because they're having an abortion. I hate this person because they're killing people. I hate this one. I hate that one. No, I love that person. I hate the sin, but I love the person. And it's not up to me to be doing the judging and pointing my finger and saying, you're going to go to hell. You're unrighteous, unholy. No, I'm supposed to be saying God created that individual. I'm called to love them right where they're at. I don't get beside them and love them with their sin and hang out with them and do the same thing, but I show them the love, the same love that God showed and shows me daily and forgiveness and love. Very important. So you shouldn't look at them in hatred. You look at them in love and you look at them with a broken heart because you want to see them come to Jesus Christ, especially in 2020. Everything's flashing before our eyes. Fires, storms, racial hatred, which comes up every four or five years, the usual. But Satan's up to no good, as we all know. But you have to love. Don't hate the enemy. Love the enemy. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. And when I say the enemy, I'm not talking about Satan when I said love the enemy. I'm saying love your enemies. It's in the word, folks, okay? But here's the very important part that comes back and puts everything in check. Because when you do have those feelings about, I hate this, I hate that, I hate the way things are going, listen to what David has to say. So David continues on. These are the last couple verses. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. That is key right there. If you woke up in the morning and prayed and said, Heavenly Father, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. 
Heavenly Father, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. That would cover everything. That covers even the part here where he talked about, I hate what you hate and murderers get away from me. It covers all that because if you start off each day and asking the Lord to search your soul, search your spirit, man, Lord, help me, help me to be a better person. Break my heart for what breaks yours so that I can come out in love just like abortion and I can love on these people and I can share these messages and share my heart. Help me, Lord, to be like you. And so in the wrapping up portion of this, he says, David asked God to search for sin and point it out even to the level of testing his thoughts and anxieties. This is exp- this is exploratory surgery for sin. How are we to recognize sin unless God points it out? Then when God shows it to us, we can repent and be forgiven. Make this verse your prayer. If you ask the Lord to search your heart, if you ask the Lord to search your heart and your thoughts and to reveal your sin, you will be continuing along the path of ever lasting life. So there, folks, I wanted to share that with you folks. I, like I said, I was studying it the other day and it hit me. Like I said, it hit me right in the spirit. It hit me right in my heart. I thought, oh my gosh, I have got to share this Psalm, Psalm 139. There's so much love in it. There's so much explanation of how much God loves us, how much he cares about us, how much he will do for us. All we have to do is follow him, love him, obey his commandments, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then love your neighbor. That's it. That covers everything. Remember, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, it covers it all. Remember that passage of scripture. Love is patient, love is kind, and not jealous, or boastful, or proud, or rude. Remember that passage. Love covers everything, and it's really important, especially when dealing with this whole situation. Like I said, when I brought up about abortion, or everything you're seeing on TV right now, everything that's going on in the world, love, very important. I'm going to turn to 1 Corinthians now. Now that I read that portion, I want to make sure I read that to you all. Okay, so here we are. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. I wanted to read this to you folks after I had mentioned it. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. There it is, folks. Wanted to share that with you. I really pray and hope that you've got something out of that message today. It's on my heart. I'm sure you could tell by my voice if you're listening that it, it definitely hit me. And... Uh, I wanted to share that with you folks. So make sure you leave some comments. Uh, We've got people all over the world watching this. People in England, Australia, 
Canada, Philippines, Samoa Islands, different places like that, even in Africa. So when you write your comments in the comment section, other people from other parts of the world will actually be able to see that and they can actually communicate with you as well. Let's start a conversation about these things. If you have any questions, ask me. If I don't know the answer, I will make sure I get the answer for you. And uh, hey, let's get this online conversation going. A lot of people are in quarantine still. This is a great way to communicate back and forth, meet new people, and uh, get together with some like-minded folks. So with that being said, let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to share my heart on Psalm 139. Thank you for anointing David with writing it in the first place and sharing these messages that we're able to take and read them and even apply them to our lives today. Heavenly Father, help us to become more like you. Help us to love one another, Lord. We pray for the unborn child. We pray for the mother who's undecided on whether to keep her child or not, that she will get a message from you. She'll hear a still small voice that'll tell her there's a child inside of her that deserves a chance to live. Give them the peace that they need, Lord, as parents. Lord, open up doors of opportunity. We pray for all the pregnancy care clinics and all the places out there that are actually standing up for the unborn child and saving children's lives daily. Lord, our heart is broken. My heart is broken for the aborted child because they did not get a chance to live when they should have had just the opportunity just like we have. How dare we take a life? An innocent child. There's no excuse. So, Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for not doing enough to step up to the plate. Give us the words, give us the strength, give us the right attitudes, give us the right hearts to stand in the gap for the unborn child and all those hurting and suffering out there, Lord. And I just thank you so much for being able to share this message. Thank you for all the listeners and watchers out there. Bless them and their households. And we just thank you for all these things in your son's precious holy name, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. There you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. It's a blessing to be able to share once again. Thank you. Comment once again. Make sure you get over to YouTube and subscribe. Uh, connect with me on Instagram. If you're an Instagram user, connect with me on Instagram. Just look up Relevance for today. You should be able to find me. You might have to add Steve Lewis to it. And you might not. But yes, go ahead and connect with me. Uh, as you can see from the rest of the subscriptions that I put up, it's time to get connected, folks. There's no reason why anybody should be alone. Let's get connected. Let's stay focused on the word. Dig out your Bible. You know, this is a great Bible, great study Bible, life application study Bible, New Living Translation. Check it out. You can go right over to Christian Books and find it there. They even have the hardback copy. It's cheaper whatever you decide to do. But anyway, with that being said, folks, hey, God bless you all. Love you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.